Arizona plays Colorado this Saturday, and Arizona with Jed Fish is moving in a totally opposite direction than Deion Sanders. How did we get to this point, and are there fireworks that could explode? You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, now we've got a lot to get to this show. Um, first and foremost, though, we are going to talk about, oh, by the way, this show is brought to you by Prize Picks. By the way, I apologize on that one. All right, now we've got a lot to get to this show. Um, first and foremost, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about Arizona, Colorado, Deion Sanders, my friend, Deion Sanders and Jed Fish. Um, all right, now. When Deion Sanders was hired at Colorado, I thought it was a great hire. The main reason why is that um, he is a uh, – when you're a place like Colorado, um, you are uh, – if you're a place like Colorado, you're uh, you're always going to have a little bit of an issue bringing in players. Um and uh, not only are you going to have a, a problem, um, if uh, not only are you going to have a problem bringing in players, you are going to generally not be totally relevant. Um, now, the thing about it is, um, Deion Sanders came in and has done a lot of really, really good things. And not only has he done a lot of really good things, he has been the guy who has been able to. Um, he's been able to be uh, the guy who has been able to bring in all kinds of good players. Shadur Sanders obviously is a fantastic football player. Uh, Travis Hunter, fantastic football player. You know, look at Horn. You look at Worthy. And not only that. Um, you've also got uh, you've also got two players in uh, you've also got two players in um, uh, uh, excuse me um, worthy and uh, horn you could pro- ar- make the case are arguably the best uh, the best players in the entire uh, in the entire uh, or the maybe the best wide receiving core in the conference and if not it's right there not only is it right there it is something that I think is uh, I think is um, going to be a, a problem for years to come. But the problem that Colorado is, uh, um, the problem is uh, uh, with Colorado is you're needing to kind of put everything out there now. And the offensive line is not good. The defense is, uh, the defense is not good. And what's happening though is, and again, I apologize about this. What's happening is, that um, this is not a uh, this is not a a team or this is not a uh, uh, this is not a program right now that is able. There we go. I don't know why they didn't come up earlier. This is not a program right now that uh, has a plethora of talent, and that is always going to be an issue. And not only is it not not only is it not going to be an issue. It's always or uh, it's going to be an issue for the foreseeable future. The offense—you don't just come in and get a good offensive line, and not only do you not get a good offensive line, um, or you don't just fire the coach or you don't fire the offensive coordinator and say, "All right, we're good to go now. No, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. You don't really have uh, you don't really have that in play." 
Um, so Colorado's defensive line is a problem. Um, our offensive line is a problem for them. And not only is it a problem for them, um, this is something that I believe that Arizona can attack. And not only can Arizona attack, um, I think it's going to be a problem pretty much all game. Now, you have a uh, you have a situation now with um, uh, you you have a situation now with the U of A where you have uh, you've got a pass rusher in Taylor Upshaw that this game is personal. If you heard about his social media, you know that this one is personal right now. And not only is uh, it personal, um, you're probably not the guy that you want mad at you right now because again, he's got seven and a half sacks. He's looked really, really good all season. He's looked really, really good all season. And not only has he looked really, really good all season, he's also the dude who is. Uh, he's also the guy who. When he gets after the quarter, when he gets after you, he lets you know about it. Then opposite him, you got Isaiah Ward, you got Deuce Davis. Both guys have been very, very good. And up front, Big Bill Norton, as we've talked about a billion times, not only has Big Bill Norton been the man a billion times, get it? Big Billion Norton. But you've also got the, uh, you've also got a player in, uh, you've also got a player in um, Tyler Manoa, Jacob Kangaika, Tai Tai Uyagalele, all kinds of dudes right there. Not only all kinds of dudes, all kinds of guys that can actually that can very much play football. All right, now um, I think one thing that we do need to look at though is where exactly is Arizona then going to be able to? Uh, where is Arizona going to be able to? Um, force some turnovers. Cause again, Shadur Sanders is a good quarterback. Not only is he a good quarterback, he is a, uh, he's a player that kind of leads out there. Um, this is going to be a big game for the U of a secondary right there. We've talked about Ephesians price sock, a great deal. And we should continue to talk about Ephesians price sock a great deal. Guess why? Because Ephesians price sock is good. And not only is Ephesians price sock good, he's also uh, probably going to line up with Travis Hunter or Xavier Worthy. I don't know. I'm going to be curious to see exactly what happens there. You've also got Horn, but Arizona between Stooks, Takario Davis, and uh, uh, Ephesians Prysock, you have some very good corners right there. Not only do you have some very good corners right there, you've also got some players at the safety position that are starting to play. Gunnar uh, Maldonado, I almost said Gunnar Upshaw. Gunnar Maldonado has been very, very good for the U of A. And again, I got to say, my bad, Gunnar. Uh, not only do I have to say, my bad, Gunnar, um, you've, uh, you've, you know, Jed Fish obviously knows more about football than me because I thought you were absolutely terrible. Not only did I think you were absolutely terrible, I thought that you were also the player that, um, I, I thought you were also the guy who was going to, uh, be a reason that Arizona's defense continued to struggle. You have said no, Mike Luke. You are an idiot. Um, and you know what? You won't. I won't be the first time. That won't be the first time somebody has told me that. Then on the other side, right there, at uh, the uh, linebackers, I don't worry a ton about the uh, the Colorado running game. I don't. The main reason I don't worry about a ton about the Colorado running game is because their offensive line isn't good. Now again. Um, we're going to talk about uh, Deion Sanders a little bit on the other side right here because there's some things about Deion that I think are really crummy. Not only do I think that uh, they're kind of crummy, um, he's also the uh, – I'm not a big fan of throwing people under the bus, and I think that that can have absolutely terrible, terrible repercussions for the team. 
Maybe, though, these are ones that Arizona can also take advantage of. Speaking of taking advantage of, Jace Medical right here. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. Check it out. Again, jacemedical.com. Um, we're in this day and age, you know, where sometimes you uh, you, you want to be able to get to the doctor, but you can't for a variety of different reasons. Jace Medical is here. Not only is Jace Medical here for you, they are also here to be able to uh, soothe your mind and your body. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off. Get yours today at jacemedical.com, my friends. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, now, let's talk about Dion Sanders because, again, Dion is obviously, there's a lot about Dion that is a lot about Dion. And not only is there a lot about Dion that's a lot about Dion, you also know that uh, he's going to call it the way he sees it. The problem is this. You don't bring in an offensive coordinator uh, who was a head coach, somebody like Sean Lewis, and demote him after seven games. He was a head coach. It was a crummy look by Deion Sanders. And not only was it a crummy look by Deion Sanders, I think people were also kind of wondering, all right, man, what exactly are you doing here? Because, again, the offense has not been the problem for Colorado. It has been the defense. Do you think that Sean Lewis is the problem with the uh, the offensive line? Or do you think he's the problem with the defense? So getting rid of him, I thought, was a very, very crummy move. But I think even crummier was going after the offensive uh, was af- was going after the offensive uh, uh, the offensive line, um, saying, you know what, we got to get all better players in here, this and that. These are still kids at the end of the day, and not only are they still kids, they're I mean, these are still fragile personalities. That is kind of what's crummy to me about this entire situation. Is that they're kind of crummy personal? Uh, that I mean, it's a crummy thing to do with kids, and that's kind of where we're at with that. I am not a fan of what uh, Dion has done with that. And what I liked about Dion early on in the season is I, I thought that he uh, conducted himself well. I thought that Dion. Uh, yes, Dion would yell, but I have no problem with coaches yelling, but I like coaches that yell where there's a method to your madness, where you're not just running around just to show people you can uh, scream. We've seen that obviously with Rich Rodriguez. We've seen that with Mike Stoops. Um, where coaches, uh, Sean Miller, where it seems like coaches are just letting off F-bombs just to be able to let off F-bombs. That doesn't do anything for me. That doesn't impress me. That doesn't do anything uh, at all, to be honest with you. And I think that's just kind of a crummy look. Dion, when Dion would yell, he would yell and then he would slap the guy in the butt like, all right, you know, uh, we'll, let's go get him next time. Tiger, champ, whatever you want to call him. Um, that throwing your entire team under the bus right there while saying that your quarterback, who is also your son, should win a Heisman because of the lack of offensive line help, that's a crummy look. That's just crappy. It's the best way I can put it. Now, I think that Arizona is going to be able to take advantage of this very uh, crummy Colorado defense. First off, thanks for giving us Taylor Upshaw. Um, He's going to probably have 10 sacks this season. And not only is he going to have 10 sacks, he's probably – uh, he's, he would probably be Colorado's best defensive player. We thank you, Deion Sanders, for giving us Taylor Upshaw. Um, he has been a leader out there for Arizona, and we are happy to have him. On the offensive side of the football, though, I believe that Arizona is going to continue to – I believe that Arizona is going to be able to um, 
go after um, a uh, – I believe that Arizona is going to be able to go after a a – pretty much pick on uh, Colorado any way they want. I think that uh, with uh, with uh, Kyle, or excuse me, with uh, Michael Wiley, with Jonah Coleman, they're going to be able to uh, run the football. DJ Williams, the same exact way. I'd love to see our, get our guy in there, fam. Rayshon, Speedy Luke, Speedy Luke, my friends. We'd like to see fam get in there as well. But I believe that Arizona is going to be able to run the ball right at Colorado. And I don't think it's going to be a problem because, again, Jordan Morgan, very good. Uh, first round pick. We know what Jonas Sabanea can do. Um, then you got Polito in there as well. Now you got Wendell Moe. You've got Josh Baker. You've got a lot of, you've got a good, pretty good offensive line. And you got thumpers behind him, right? Uh, because again, Michael Wiley can catch passes out of the backfield. We all know that. And not only can he catch passes out of the backfield, he's a good pass blocker, just an overall really good football player. Then Jonah Coleman, he's that thumper at 5'8, 220. He is going to uh he is going to run the ball right at you. And he's uh he's had his fair of Marshawn Lynch beast mode moments out there. We like seeing that. Um now couple other guys that you got to keep an eye on as well um, are obviously Noah Fafita. At this point, they should just rename the Pac-12 Freshman of the Year the Noah Fafita Award because he's winning it every year or every week. I expect him to win it again this week. He uh, He's the dude who he just gets football. Um, sometimes you look for a way to try to figure out, all right, how can I really put this one out there? How can I uh, best uh, talk about how – um, this guy can do this. This guy can do that. Noah Fafita can just do it. Noah Fafita can get the uh, get the football long. Noah Fafita can also hit you with the. Uh, Noah Fafita can also hit you with a um, uh, a large a a high percentage of throws that um, a high percentage of throws that are going to be caught. And that is just a big thing when you're completing seventy percent of your passes. That is great. Obviously, and another big reason why is these guys are getting open. With Jane Delora, I always got the sense that if a guy was open, yeah, I don't know that he was going to necessarily get him the ball. That was always what was kind of crummy about the whole Jaden Delora situation. Um, but um, I also think that uh, having a T Mac, having a uh, having a T Mac, having a, a Jacob Cowing, those dudes are going to be able to get open and not only are they going to be able to get open they're going to be able to get that separation or they're going to be able to get the ball in a variety of different ways and not only a variety of different ways but they're also uh if it's a jump ball if it's a 50 50 ball you can probably bet on t-mac coming down with it because t-mac is that dude he's about as good a 50 50 jump ball player as you're going to find in college football that's how good he is now with uh, uh jacob cowing his burst, Anthony Jamino made a rare good point where he said his burst from one uh, one to ten yards is absolutely fantastic, and it's shown this entire year. Dude is a playmaker. Dude is a baller. Um, after that, I'd like to see Kevin Green get some more run. Not only Kevin Green, I'd like to see uh, Malachi Riley get in there as well. AJ Jones, guys like that. I've seen enough of Montana Lamonius Craig. It's not a put down to Montana. Um, I'm sure he's a great dude, but he's just kind of there. Um, these other guys, I think, can get better. Not only do I think they can get better, I think they can thrive in these type of environments. That's where I would love to see him out there. I also think Tanner McLaughlin 
is going to uh, is going to really impress some people. This uh, um, this uh, this well, I think Tanner McLaughlin. You can make the case is the best tight end um, in. Uh, you, I think Ted, Tanner McLaughlin is probably the best tight end in the conference, and he's another player. I don't think that uh, Colorado is going to have an answer for T uh, Mac two as we call it. Not only T Mac two but um, Every single week, he had, he's been kind of the outlet valve right there for Noah Fafita, and I don't see that one stopping. I don't see that one stopping at all. Um, again, I think there's just bad matchups all the way across the board here for uh, Colorado, and I think that Arizona is going to be able to take advantage of uh, all of those. And not only do I think they're going to be able to take advantage of all those, I think it's going to be a pretty rough day in Boulder for the Colorado Buffalo. We're going to get to a prediction here and something that maybe we aren't really talking about. But first, prize picks. All right, now you might have listened to all this and say, man, Mike actually made some good points, or you say Mike's an idiot he doesn't know. Either way, appreciate you. Uh, but you look at prize picks, prizepicks.com backslash locked on college. Use uh, code locked on college for the first deposit match up to $100, my friends. And maybe you have a little bit of insight. Maybe you think that uh, Tanner McLaughlin's going to go over 50 yards or the T Mac's going to have uh, that uh, Tedaroa McMillan is going to have two, uh, two touchdowns, whatever the case may be. Prize Picks has you covered. Again, check it out. Use code locked on college for your first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks.com backslash locked on college. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, now, I uh, I believe that I'm not sure what players in Colorado would start for Arizona. With the way that Noah Fafita's playing right now, I'm not sure that you can say that, uh, I'm not sure that you can say that Shadur Sanders would start over him. As a matter of fact, I don't think Shadur Sanders would start over him. I would take Noah Fafita. Offensive line, obviously, Arizona's better across the board, as they are on the defensive side. Uh, Travis Hunter would obviously start a corner, um, probably opposite Ephesians Prysock. But, and uh, one of the wide receivers right there, one of those wide receivers would start. Um, but again, you got T-Mac, who's going to be a first-round pick, ex-five-star wide receiver. Then you got Jacob Cowing. Um he would have uh, that wide receiver would probably fit in there. Probably worthy would probably fit in there as uh, a starter. But after that, I don't know that there's anybody that's starting for uh, uh, Colorado on this Arizona team. And that just goes to show you too what Jed Fish has done in such short time. Not only is it in such short time, this is also the player who, or this is also the coach who um, I think it's fair to say is. Uh, is not only your leader in the clubhouse for Pac-12 coach of the year, but you keep winning games. I think you're going to be in that national discussion along with Lance Leopold. I look for Arizona to win this game. I know a lot of people are worried that it's a trap game. And, you know, I can see that. But I don't think Colorado is very good. I think that uh, people have kind of figured this out. I think that Arizona is going to win this game. I think it's going to be something like 35 to 17. I don't think that Colorado can stop Arizona. And not only do I not think that Colorado can stop Arizona, I think we're also kind of at the stage where if I'm Colorado, I'm worried about this game getting out of hand. And if I'm worried about this game getting out of hand, I also think that we, uh, I think it's also fair to say that um, Dion should be worried about this game getting out of hand as well. Um, and 
And it's mainly because Arizona's got better players. Not only does Arizona have better players, um, I think that this team is hitting its stride. And I also think that there's a big, uh, there's a real possibility that Colorado is going to self-destruct. Because when you got a coach who's throwing players under the uh, the bus left and right, not only is he throwing players under the bus left and right, he's also throwing his staff under the bus. That ain't cool. Jed Fish, uh, Arizona's got great vibes right now. Not only does Arizona have great vibes, I think it's fair to say that uh, Arizona feels very good about where they're at from a coaching and a personnel perspective. This is a good spot, though, for the University of Arizona. I look for Arizona to take care of business there against uh, Colorado and Boulder um, and come back with Utah on the agenda that following week. Not only Utah on the agenda that following week, but then ASU after that, I don't think that Arizona is going to get caught looking ahead. I think for a lot of these players, this game is personal. Uh, Taylor Upshaw, certainly uh, it's personal for him. Then also maybe Montana Lamonius Craig steps up his game a little bit. We're going to find out. But I'm back in the A right here. I'm picking Arizona to win this game. Now, tomorrow, we are going to break down Arizona Duke basketball, my friends. Uh, Arizona's going into Cameron. Duke is a five-point favorite, the number 12 versus the number two team in the country. A lot of fun little angles that we can explore right there. Because again, um, I think that I think it's fair to say that this is going to be Tommy Lloyd's best team. You're obviously going against a loaded Duke team as well. We are going to give you all the angles there, my friend. All the angles. But on that note, as always. Very much appreciate you guys making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. We'll be back with you tomorrow talking Arizona Duke basketball. Have a great rest of your Thursday.